Hey, welcome to Let's Stop There. It's the last episode of the year, and we have one hour to absolutely ruin Christmas for everybody. It's our second annual Christmas fan fiction episode. This one's going to put all of us on the naughty list. Welcome back to Let's Stop There. I'm Austin Hanna. Hi, I'm Ganesh Sarma. Hey, I'm Shane Burklow. And this week, we're reading some Christmas time fan fiction, part two, sequel to last year's nasty Christmas fanfic. Uh, this is may, may seem a little early to you for a Christmas episode, but got some news here. We're just going to call it now. This is going to be the last episode of the year of forever. No, just the calendar year 2022, the Lord's year. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ganesh and his wife are having a baby. Do any, literally any day now. It could happen in the middle of the episode. And if it does, we'll get right into the hospital room with them. <laughs> All right. Any second now, a little baby sarm is coming out and we're going to take a breather. Well, me and Shane are going to party. It's going to be bananas. Yeah, no work, no rules. No rules, no, just, just right. right. Ganesh is going to be putting in the hard work. Me and Shane are going to be drinking uh, tequila. Oh, uh, we got tickets. We're going, we're taking a vacay. <laughs> yeah, we got a, we got a Caribbean cruise lined up. It is going to be something else. Pina coladas all December for me and Shane while Ganesh learns how to rear a child. It's a, uh, shame, then, it's a shame we never got our big steak dinner because I uh, have been meaning to give you your Christmas bonus in person. <laughs> oh, I guess that's just going back into the bank now, huh? That's how it works, well. boss. Yeah, our Christmas bonus. Where you're gonna get us a little extra blue cheese at the restaurant? You fucking cheapskate. <laughs> <laughs> Got to wait for the next major holiday. All right. Well, that's fine. Your son's birthday is right around the corner. It sounds like. <laughs> so we'll be back next year. This will be the we're gonna go out in style though. Do some Christmas fanfics for the holiday season. Uh, can you show nothing you- too dirty. Oh, oh yeah, dude. Dirt- I mean, you can't make that promise just yet. Oh, what are we doing here? Also, a, a non-dirty fan fiction is like, what's even the fucking point? What do we? Yeah, what are we doing here? That's I even more sick and twisted. It is. Yeah, that's offensive to me. Of, of plain <laughs> vanilla fan fiction and about earnest Chris- Christmas fan fiction. Uh uh-uh. oh, no, they, no, that's they gross. That is. It's, it's honestly disrespectful to us and to uh, Jesus and Santa. Uh, okay, can you? Are you ready to be a dad? Sure. Sure. Okay. Yeah. All right. Sounds good to me. The sure seemed, you know, he seemed sure about it. Everyone keeps asking me that, and it's like, yeah, dude, sure. (laughs) (laughs) That's Uh, all I got. That's all I got, man. Yeah. What can you really say? You won't know till it's happening. Uh, What am I gonna say? No. No. You could. You're being honest with yourself. (laughs) Oh no. Oh dear. No. I've had. Wow. Now you're mocking. Mocking a fear of having children, the responsibility. I've had nine months to wrap my head around this. So. Nine, you knew from the second you busted that nut. That <laughs> <laughs> it's 
Sorry. I apologize. <laughs> apologize for getting this super clean vanilla Christmas episode off on a nasty foot. But you said yeah, nine months. You can't, can't say nut. You can't say busted nut to a father <laughs> to be. You would say uh, come. No, that's worse. <laughs> it's all bad. I think busted nuts actually pretty classy and fits in with the holiday season. Busted nuts roasting over an open fire. <laughs> come on. <laughs> that's how that sounds damn near classy. Well, we're all rooting for you, kid. You're going to be a good dad, I think. Just don't let him listen to this mess until he's 18. I don't think they're going to have podcasts and then whenever yeah. that is. Well, what are yeah, they going to have? They're not even going to have computers. Holograms, dude. It's all going to be that that fucking Robert Kardashian holograms. Whatever, that's Kid- what all the kids are going to be listening to. <laughs> <laughs> Just that one. <laughs> yeah. They're good. We're going to live in an apocalyptic world where the only technology left is holographic Robert Kardashian. And Tupac. 100 feet tall. Damn, those were the good days, man. When Kanye was just making holographic dads and he's out there <laughs> fucking everything up. All right, well, good for you. You're going to be a dad. Terrific. Before uh-huh. daddy time, how was your, how was everybody saying? You know, I'm going to have to explain we, to this kid at some point what 9-11 was. You don't have to do that. Schools will do it. Schools. <laughs> you think that's they, they the, got that, that shit in textbooks already? That's in the books, buddy. Already? It was 20 years ago. <laughs> you guys update the textbooks. <laughs> that book, that was in the book 2002, dude. Do you think they end the lesson when where we were when we learned? Or that's all just Jim, Jimmy Carter's the last thing what they talked about? What does it say in there? George Bush knew. Knew. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The worst Bush. Uh, yeah. Then I'm pretty sure they do talk about that in history class. Kind of hard to ignore that one. I'm going to have to. That's the thing you're worried about. I have to explain to my kid 9-11. It's honestly pretty understandable. I hate to say it. And I don't want to be a piece of shit, but like, put them, do the math. It makes sense. Okay. Really kicking this Christmas episode off. Yeah. Talking about busting nuts and 9-11. Come on. That's mm-hmm. not the Christmas spirit. Oh, we're, hey, we're going out on a bang here. Right? Yeah, let's just do the That's greatest right. hits here. We're busting tonight, fellas. Yeah. And you didn't answer what? I tried to take it in a nice path. How was your Thanksgiving? We talked oh, a yeah. whole lot about Thanksgiving, the two episodes prior to this. How was it? Well, we talked about it too much. I think you're right. No, so you don't want to talk about it at all. You don't even want to do a post-Thanksgiving post-mortem. Oh, 10 out of 10. 10, 10 out of 10. 10. Oh, okay. All right. I made a duck, and it was really good. No, you cooked no. a duck. No, you didn't make it. The God made the duck. Santa made it. <laughs> you cooked it. You cooked the duck. It was good. Tasty. I saw a picture of it. Uh-huh. Looked good. Crispy. I'd take a bite. It was real crispy. What kind of sides were you working with? Stuffing. They have breaded uh, bread, bread rolls, bread, bread butter, breaded butter, <laughs> butter bread rolls. Yeah, dude. That's some sorry. I got King's so excited Hawaiian about buttery. I got so excited rolls. about rolls. I couldn't even get the words out. You had King's Hawaiian, huh? Those are good ones. Uh, if you haven't listened to our bracket, our, our Thanksgiving side bracket, why would you listen now? It's after Thanksgiving, but you could always go find that on Patreon. Patreon.com. So let's stop there. Uh-huh. This one's too loose. This one's a mess already. This is a bad one to go out on. Hey, it's fan fiction. It's always like this. Well, you got, you didn't go anywhere. Shane, you went somewhere, right? You went to Virginia? I did. How was it? I was. It was Virginia. Ah, uh, yeah, me too. That's uh, no, I, how I feel when I'm there. It's a good time. Uh, ate a lot. I'm convinced I gained 10 pounds, but apparently that's impossible. Uh, did you weigh yourself? No. As part of my diet, I've been weighing myself every day. And then I went to the, Virginia and I was like, I'm not going to weigh myself at all. And I'm not going to, I, I went and I'm also, you know, I've been dealing with this bout of acid reflux. I was like, let's just go blast the shit out of us, dude. Let's go. Let, let's, let's drop a nuke in here and see if that mixes things up. Uh, uh, frankly, I'm feeling a little bit better. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, just, the, that's the problem, man. You weren't eating enough. Might've been it, just what the doctor ordered. Yeah. You were just hungry. You're just I hungry. went to a restaurant. <laughs> 
I went to a restaurant in Richmond and I saw they had a cheeseburger, which I wanted. And I also had a wedge salad, which I wanted, but it was like a meal salad. And I was like, can you make this aside? And they're like, yeah, okay. And I was like, great. And then they came back and we were like, bad news. We can't make this aside. And I was like, that's fine. <laughs> Just bring, bring me both. Bring me the wedge. I ate two entrees and a dessert and an appetizer, two appetizers. <laughs> it was a big dinner. And I felt right as rain afterward. I, yeah, I finished no it all like leftovers? a good boy. Clean no leftovers. I, clean, I cleaned my plate. I mean, my dad says I got to clean my plate, and I did. <laughs> well, wedge salad and a cheeseburger, you didn't even need a fork at all, did you? You're, not, you're actually right. Well, no. What, you pick up a wedge salad with your hand. <laughs> I use <can>. a fork. <laughs> it's like eating a piece of pizza. <laughs> Big eating a, like a piece of watermelon. Uh-huh. No, I <laughs> used a fork for that. The cheeseburger, yeah, I went hands, hands on. You know what else I had in Austin, Virginia? Sorry to go on about my disgusting diet, but it was the most exciting <laughs> thing that happened to me in months. Me and my friends at Olive Garden Takeout, which is insane to do, but when in Virginia, do what the Virginians do. <laughs> so I went to Olive Garden and I spent, no joke, $170 <laughs> on Olive Garden. And you know what that comes with? They gave me 50 breadsticks. <laughs> what the fuck? I'm Why sorry. Did you do what? This? It was so many. For how many people? Six. <laughs> <laughs> Where did you eat it? At a friend's house. We uh, have a nostalgic. Like, I was picturing the parking lot. lot. (laughs) Yeah, I did the curbside to go. They just ate it right there in the driver's seat with my headlights on and the radio on. A guy, the guy at Olive Garden, I say guy loosely. It was like a probably 16 year old boy. He came out with an armful of food breadsticks and he was like, here's here's our breadsticks. Excuse me, your breadsticks. I was like, I was like, these are all of our breadsticks, sir. I was like, how how often do you pull that line? You think I'm going to tip you? Nah, I peeled out of there. Oh, wow. Mr. Big Tipper goes to Virginia and tips no one. <laughs> Mr. I tipped Big on the card. And guess what? I tipped a lot for a guy to walk 10 feet with a Throws a couple of singles out his window. <laughs> and he gives him a breadstick. Here, I got enough. There you go. They're mine. <laughs> yeah, it's like at the casino when you give them chips. I was like, yeah, take a couple of these. <laughs> They're yours, aren't they? They gave me a pint of Alfredo sauce. How does that sit with you? Uh, not well. How'd it sit with you? I guess well, that's the question. I was doing fine, dude. I'm assuming you're with our friend who gets the gravy boat of Alfredo sauce every time we go to Olive Garden. Yeah, he's a simpleton. He calls it the cheese boat. It is in <laughs> fact a it's in fact a uh a carafe, basically, of Alfredo sauce. Yeah, it was good. I can't lie, it was pretty good. And the salad, massive. We basically had a whole extra Olive Garden salad left over at the end. And they even give you the Andes mints. Can you believe that? To go. Wow. Mm-hmm. Full service. And you go back and give that 15 year old a couple bucks or some life lessons, whichever he prefers. Yeah, it was a good time. <laughs> I ate a lot of mess down there. That was just two meals. I ate a dozen more. Now, listen, I know I'm not your doctor, but I think I have an idea mm. what's happening with you. <laughs> yeah, please. I think I, I'm pretty big I, diagnosed. I don't, I don't have the cure. I just have the diagnosis. Uh-huh. What happened was you spent 34 years eating so much. That mm-hmm. when you stopped eating that much, your body yeah. kept producing that amount of acid, stomach acid, thinking, mm. oh, there's more food coming. There's more there's food more coming. coming. <laughs> but yeah. there wasn't. It is sad to think that my body may have been working at its highest performance when I was eating like shit. And then when I decided to go on a diet, my body was like ready and raring to eat more food. Now it's like, what the fuck's it. happening? Where's the where's the two entrees? Yeah, I don't know. Something. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm still I'm hesitant that, to say it's cured. When you go to the doctor. Take uh-huh. that theory with you 
and see what he yeah. says. I want to know. Local, Am I right? Local podcast host tells me that I ha- actually need to eat more. Tell him I'm Indian. Okay. Oh. And local Indian podcast host. I have many relatives who are doctors. He should have been a doctor. And he told me this. So what do you say, Doc? All right. Yeah, I'll see what he says. Anyway, Thanksgiving is fine. The rest of those meals, though. Ah. Mwah. Delicious. Yeah, you partied. Wow. I, I partied hard, dude. I had talk about that. Even. It wasn't even a blip on my radar. Good stuff. All right. Enough about my Thanksgiving break. Are we ready to read these fan fictions? Mm-hmm. Okay. That's enthusiastic. Oh, yeah. Sorry. I forgot we were doing this. I'm ready. Thank you. Thank you. Finally. All right. Let's jump in. We'll be right back with some Christmas fan fiction. Last episode of the year. Last episode. Pre-Ganesh Jr. We'll be right back. Come on, let's go. We're back. This is Christmas fan fiction. Late on us, Ganesh. What's the first one in the down coming down the pipe, down the chimney? This one is a Home Alone fan fiction. It's called uh, A Filthy Animal. Uh, no. I don't think we sh- should do this one. And the tagline is, what? You didn't think the police wouldn't take notice of Kevin's questionable use of deadly force? Oh, and interesting. Here we go. I'm interested, I'm interested to see where this goes. I, I watched Home Alone and Home Alone 2 while I was at home. So it's fresh in my mind. What about three and four? No, I'm a Macaulay head only. You didn't see the new one with uh, Rob Delaney? No, I heard it was bad, but I got time. It's fine. It got snubbed at the Oscars, but I've been jamming on some Hallmark Christmas movies. So there's only I can only go up from here. What did you see? Christmas Kiss? Christmas Wish? I saw A Crown for Christmas. Uh, That's a good one. Starring Danica McKellar. Mm hmm. And then I saw another one, which was fucking insane. Did you see the Lindsay Lohan Christmas? No, we're going to watch that this week. Oh, it's great. It's great. I saw another one on Hallmark when I was in Virginia. It's like about it. It's the girl. It's the daughter from Friday Night Lights. Uh huh. And she is through like a 23andMe company reunited with her lost biological father. And then he invites her over for Christmas and they have a big family Christmas. And then she gets a call halfway through the movie and it's like, hey, it's 23andMe. We fucked up. He's not your dad. And she's like, oh, no. So then she has to. I'm just going to spoil the whole movie here. She goes, she's like, I got to tell them that we're not a family, but they're getting along so well. Meanwhile, she's falling in love with like the pool boy or whatever. I don't know. There's a whole a other love story. Uh, just a guy who kind of hangs out. Her not dad really. has a pool. Her dad has a little man helper. I don't, it's weird. And so then anyway, they're like, she's like, at, finally, they're taking a big family picture for Christmas. And she's like, I got to tell you guys something. I'm not your daughter. And they're like, you are our daughter. We love you. And then she's like, no, I have to leave. And she runs away. And then the dad digs out a picture of the mom, the supposed mom. And it looks just like her. He's like, they're wrong. She is my daughter. And they reunite and hug. It's a big deal. So, anyway, I watched that. So wait, so 23 and me was wrong? I guess. They were wrong so, twice. Not so a the, good reflection. The picture, on the, the picture works. The picture was more proof than a DNA test. <laughs> that's all. That's it's just intuition. Yeah. And then that's I watched the new Christmas Freddy Prince. Is, dude. I, I watched that new Freddie Prince joint on Netflix. What's that? that? I don't even know. I can't. I'm exhausted just talking about these movies. It's a love story around Christmas time. Just a little love connection. Watch it or don't. It's pretty bad, honestly. But if you're in the mood for just some absolute cotton candy of a movie, just air, nothing at all, just pure sugar right to the brain, it might suit you. Oh, it's like this show. Yeah. Hey, actually, now that you mention it, we are the Hallmark Christmas Movie Podcast. Why'd you do it, son? 
Detective Dixon was a large man made to look even larger as he was sitting across from the tiny nine-year-old Kevin McAllister. The room was small and white with a bright light shining from the ceiling. Give him the chair. A mirror lined the entire wall Kevin was facing. What did those people ever do to you? I, I told you, Kevin said, his face innocent. Those two were the wet bandits. They were breaking into my house. Son, Dixon said, leaning in close. Harry Horowitz and Marvin Daniels have been dead for over a year now. You know that you were there. I didn't do anything wrong to them. They were robbing my house, so I held them off until the police arrived. The police arrived because your neighbor reported what sounded like a fight. The injuries those two men received multiple and massive damage to their skulls and spinal cords. Paramedics said it was a cruel miracle that it took them as long as it did for them to die from their wounds. What's the kill shot in that movie? Is it when he drops that like big metal thing from the He attic? drops like an iron through Oh, he does drop that big pole, that like big yeah. pole thing from the and stairs. If, and and if that, that really didn't is... do it, the gasoline and the turlet. Oh yeah. Two. All right, let's make a clear distinction here. Home Alone 1, I mean, he's fucked up, but he nothing in there is particularly lethal, in my opinion. Home Alone 2, he straight up, he, like, kills them multiple times. The bricks. Yeah, that right would do bat, it. Hits him in the head with bricks. Yeah, they're dead right off the bat. If somebody dropped dead. a brick on your head from a roof, you're dead. And that's the first thing he does. That's the warm-up. Yeah. He electrocutes them. He does all sorts of stuff. You see Daniel Stern's skeleton in the second one. <laughs> he electrocutes him so bad. He also rips off the pizza boy. Well, in Home Alone 2, he also rips off the plaza employee rob schneider well he's a piece of gum he just for didn't kid. tip him that's all. honestly it's rob schneider it's okay. yeah that's fine it's okay anyway yeah kevin in the first movie kind of precocious kevin in the second movie is oh the other thing about the second movie which i, I realized again as while i was watching it he wasn't even in the first movie he's cornered it's his house he's got to defend it in the second movie he baits them into an unrelated building and then kills them basically well doesn't yeah. even have to be a part of it they're just trying to rob a toy story of a, a victimless crime, quite frankly. Insurance would cover that. No big deal. No need to kill. No, they want to kill him. They they say it to him. They're like, we're going to kill you. They want to kill him, but they don't kill him. It's New York's a big place. If you want to hide from two men, two idiots, yeah. you can hide. Yeah, enough said. All right. Well, so what's the deal? This timeline's off. So he killed him in, in this in this fan fiction. He's killed him in the first movie. Mm hmm. No, oh, man. Stepping, no, no, no. stepping on Christmas ornaments doesn't kill you. Oh, but they came after me again in New York City. Oh, okay. Kevin protested. Right. Detective Dixon flipped through his notebook. Right. That would be around Christmas of last year, correct? Yeah, the wet bandits came after me again on all Christmas of all times. They're the sticky bandits by then. Son, these people you killed in New York, they weren't the wet bandits. He slid large mugshot style photos across the table for Kevin to see. This man here was Luke Grant. He threw bricks from a rooftop as he walked down the street with his wife and daughter. Oh my God. <laughs> uh, I see whoa, where this is whoa. going. He slid another photo over to Kevin. This was Jonathan Paxton. You said his clothes alight with a blowtorch and tricked him into throwing himself into a kiddie pool full of kerosene. It took him three days to die of his burns, Kevin. His mother was by his side the whole time. Take him three days to die of his burns, Kevin. <laughs> but that can't be. He's a police officer, not a genius. The, <laughs> the, what? Bandits, they, they followed me. You rigged the houses you are using to launch your attacks with. And what about the murders on Washington Street? The one who said a boy named Alex did. That was Alex. International spies were trying to steal his chip. Kevin shouted as Dixon slammed his fist down on the table. Enough oh. lies. We can place you at all three crime scenes, Kevin. You're Austin. finished. That's from Homeland 3, right? Yeah, let me explain something to you. 
That's that's Home Alone three with the chip. I have seen it, starring French Stewart and that little boy from Liar Liar and Scarlett Johansson. Really weird. Mm-hmm. If it's a French Stewart flick, you know the big names are signing on. Am I to believe that these are the same person, Kevin and Alex from Home Alone three? That's what they're saying. Interesting. I don't believe it. I don't agree with lies. It. We can place you in all three crime scenes, Kevin. You're finished. The only way you can make things better is by telling us where Mr. Langston's head is. Kevin stared coldly at Detective Dixon, not saying a word. After a brief moment of the staring game, Dixon stood and looked at the mirror. Behind the one-way glass, Kevin's parents stood with behavioral analyst Jordan Webster, a blonde woman wearing a blue pantsuit ensemble. <laughs> Kevin's displaying signs of severe delusion. He's reliving the night the wet bandits targeted your home. Do you remember that night? She asked. described anyone else's clothes. Just her. <laughs> it must have been a fantastic... It was a showstopper. <laughs> Yeah. What kind you of blue? You double, you, you double take of that pantsuit. You think like a sharp like cobalt or like a robin's egg? It Ooh, was like a, a, it, it was a robin's egg. As Kevin's teary-eyed mother looked away from her son to answer Webster, yes, we remember coming home to a blood-soaked and booby-trap-laden house. That was the Christmas we left him behind by accident. Ah, well, after burglarizing those two burglars, something inside Kevin changed that day. Webster explained to Kevin's parents, he wanted to kill those two burglars again and again. His mind cannot register that they're dead. He's putting their names and faces on random people so he can relive his first kills. Suddenly, something banged hard against the one-way mirror. Startled, the trio looked into the room to find Detective Dixon pounding loudly against the window from the other side. (laughs) Kevin latched onto his back. Dixon was screaming as Kevin dug his teeth into his neck. Webster rushed from the observation room just as two uniformed police officers burst into the interrogation room, grabbing at Kevin. Take the shot! He released his bite from Dixon's neck, which was gushing blood, but his tiny hands clung to the man's shoulders as the police officers grabbed his leg. One of the police officers removed his taser from his belt and jammed it into Kevin's back. Kevin spasmed as the voltage flowed through his tiny body. His death grip from Dixon was released and still thrashing, Kevin was violently dragged from the room by what was now a mob of uniformed officers. Damn. This is nasty stuff. Keep the change, you filthy animals, he screamed as he disappeared down the hallway. Wow. Starting Christmas off strong. Now that's Christmas. Mm-hmm. Is that, is that the end? That is that's the, uh, end. the end. Short and sweet. That's probably the best fan fiction I've ever heard read to me. That's great. I agree. That is an A1. That's just that's number two right behind uh, the Keebler Elves fucking Tony the Tiger. <laughs> no, he was fucking them. Oh, yeah, you're right. It was a one way. Tony was, it was the, a one way situation. Tony's the top. Actually, it was Snap, Crackle and Pop. My bad. Snap. Oh, yeah. Rice Krispies. Yeah, I think the Keebler elves were, in, were involved as well, if I'm not mistaken. They were watching. They were watching and masturbating. <laughs> Duh. Duh. <laughs> Merry Christmas, stupid. Oh, okay. Is that, that was a good start. That was nasty and had nothing to do with Christmas whatsoever. Just Are you kidding? Child murderer. Everything to do with Christmas. Frankly, that is a pretty realistic interpretation of Kevin. He's a disgusting little kid, honestly. He gets perverse joy out of pain. Which is why he slaps that aftershave on. He mm. likes the feeling. Likes to scream. Okay. Well, that's good. Do you want to take a break and come back with more? Yeah. Okay, good. We'll be right back with more Christmas fan fiction.
All right. He's got another one, folks. Ganesh is locked and loaded, ready to deliver another Christmas time fan fiction to us in a big box wrapped in a bow. Let's hear it, Santa. This one is. Uh, By the from, way, this is the first episode where we've had like no input. I have no idea what's coming. Usually we, we kind of collab on. You should no. I mean, we don't. honestly, you should come up with a couple because I'm running dry. Oh, I've I got a suggestion. Oh, okay. Uh, we haven't done like a Frosty the Snowman fan fiction. All right, I'll mm. do that one. I'll do. I'll okay. get that one of those queued up after this one. I just feel like there might be some good sure ideas there with the Frosty big the guy. Snowman, but the snow is cocaine. Can you find that? Is that in the archives anywhere? All right, sorry to interrupt. Ganesh has one ready to go. What is it? What's this one? This one is, uh, we've done one of these in the past, but it's a pretty large catalog of how the Grinch stole Christmas fan fiction. Uh, this one's Does he called... get a boner in this one? Yeah, he, she sure does. He's always got one. This one's called Whoville imagine... Humping. His green little dog dick just popping Yeah, out. that's what I'm thinking. And this one is by... Dr. Seuss. She fat boobs. <laughs> I'm sorry, oh. how's... How's that spelled? Just <laughs> like I said boobs. it. She fat boobs. <laughs> okay. Chapter one. Humping in City Hall. High atop the mountain Mount Crumbit. Was that is that, <laughs> is that where he uh was that uh, the no, name of I don't think so. Yeah, Mount Crumbit. Mount Crumbit sounds dirty. High atop yeah. the mountain Mount Crumbit. There lived a creature known as the Grinch. She was furry and green. Oh, with, massive, with, a, with a smart blue pantsuit on with massive God. triple G's cup, <laughs> cupped, cupped breasts oh, that she God. liked hitting off strong that she liked hitting on the ground to cause large <laughs> waves of snow to run down the mountain into Whoville. I'm sorry. Uh, who the fuck types this shit out? But her favorite oh. thing. If I type this out, I would feel so <laughs> sick about myself. <laughs> I would, I would, you'd have to, I would throw my computer out the window if I wrote that. And this person published it online. All right. Say that again. The Grinch has big old boobs that she likes to bang on the ground and, <laughs> and cause, it causes avalanches. Avalanches. Okay. Uh-huh. But her favorite piece of anatomy was her enormous, muscular, 60 inch, veiny penis that hung to the <laughs> middle of her calves under her enormous, round, furry, green belly. Wow, okay. Sorry. Imagine typing this and being like, how can I describe it more? And then typing belly and hitting period and then like moving on to the next cracking their knuckles being like, "Ah, let's start. Under this enormous monster sized Grinch penis dangled two watermelon sized testicles (laughs) covered in green fur. My God. Each hanging full and heavy with over a gallon of special (laughs) sauce. Did you, did you write this? You're reading this with such fervor that I feel like it's at a guinea short. Yeah, and you're not messing up, so I feel like you've practiced it. I think he's winging this. I think he's writing this off top of his head. One day. I'm confused about the anatomy. The boobs hang so low they can hit the ground, but also the nuts and dick do too. What's It's all... How, how's it working? No, they don't touch the ground. They, the the uh, the dong hangs be- right around the be- knees. Betwixt? Oh, the knees and the boobs. hit. The, okay, fine. I'm just having a hard time picturing this. And then watermelons, they must be like the small variety, right? <laughs> <clears throat> One day, the Who's decided that enough was enough and something had to be done to stop the Grinch from sending waves after waves of snow into Whoville. My God, imagine that thing living up in the mountains by your town. Oh, thanks. So the mayor, Martha Mayhew, with her enormous triple W cup tits, 
called Jeez. her favorite citizen and lover, Cindy Lou Who, to her office. Isn't Cindy Lou a child? Seems potentially bad. I think it says later that Cindy Lou is 20 years old. Oh, well, that's only kind of weird. Well, it makes sense because the Grinch kept growing since she was a kid. Like, That's we true. know the Grinch before they grew before, all this stuff. Yeah. Okay, fair As enough. Cindy... Cindy... Who's a consenting adult. Let's put that out in the world, okay? Saint, this isn't fucked up. This isn't disgusting, okay? This is normal stuff. Normal stuff. <laughs> this is normal. Everything's above board here on the, the Let's Stop There podcast. It's just Grinch anatomy. They, was always, they were always going to grow gallon-filled watermelon balls, okay? <laughs> this is... I, 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 this needs to be locked behind the Patreon gates. <laughs> I'm afraid, I'm, af- I'm afraid to let this one out into the world. This is going to be late. the last free this episode the, that's uh-huh. out there. Over the next month, while you're raising a child, this is going to be the last thing we slap our names on. It's not like we wrote it. Yeah, we just read just it. Just reading it and publishing out it loud. on the internet. <laughs> okay, fine. All right. Arguably old. worse to do it yeah. like this, but hey, we're, giving, we're I'm shedding not a, light on it. I'm not a judge. I don't know. As Cindy Lou entered her lover's office, Martha May was finishing sucking down her new secretary who had wanted badly for the mayor to vote her down into the mayoral enormous round belly for the annual Christmas Who Fest. I don't know what the hell that means. <laughs> oh, well, you, the, be, the, the, belly. The, author got, the author got so inexplicably horny that he came up with a sentence <laughs> that made no sense. In his mind, His he was just fucking clacking away at those keys red-faced hey belly worked before he went to belly again you know he likes belly as cindy lou watched the secretary's huge black silk stocking clad feet wiggle in the air martha may suddenly reached up and pushed the wiggle appendages into her stretched out mouth before giving a <laughs> mighty loud gulp <laughs> sending these this is borderline the worst thing you've ever read on the show I, i'm just <laughs> trying to picture this in my brain and it's all animated like Jimmy Neutron. Yeah, that's right. That's the only way it could exist. Sending the enormous secretary bulge down her throat and into her enormous, round, shiny, smooth belly. Belly! <laughs> it's belly. All right. We're getting... This is... This this story sucks, but we are getting into something about the psyche of this author. Something... The guy's into bellies, too. As Martha May's secretary fell into her belly, the mayor's cheeks swelled up, and Cindy knew... What was coming next? Martha May turned her head and let out a massive burp, causing the walls <laughs> of the office to shake from floor right. to ceiling. Hey, if that's what you're into, uh, what's your name? What's the name of the author? She. She fat boobs. She fat boobs. Hey, you know what do you expect? Yada yada yada. Just gonna go right <laughs> wow. down to the last how, how, paragraph because this is how, really hard to read. How bad could it be that you yachted? As Cindy Lou slowly stood back up, Martha May reached out and lightly gave Cindy Lou's plump, enormous butt a loving slap on each cheek and along the deep crack. <laughs> <laughs> when you spank a butt, who's who's aiming for the crack? That's not a natural spank movement, in my opinion. You want to get all cheeky. As the mayor's plump hand spanked her, Cindy Lou squealed, Oh, Madam Mayor, you are so horny today. Spank me again harder. I love your spanking so much. Spank my naughty butt. Make it red. <laughs> Can you bleep this out? Yeah, you gotta bleep spank <laughs> out, bleep, I think. Bleep this whole story out, for the love of God. This is nasty on my ear. Smiling, Martha <laughs> May pushed her lover over the heavy oak desk before standing up and smacking the young woman's jiggling butt cheeks <laughs> as hard as she could as she spoke and said, 
Oh, Cindy Lou, you're so dirty to like my spankings. I'm going to turn your beautiful plump butt cherry red. <laughs> no, not cherry red. <laughs> this has some good issues for It's so troubling. <laughs> this man is about to be a father. <laughs> Like, is it one week away from fatherhood? He's, he's and, saying this smut into a microphone. like 48 to 100 hours. As the words yeah, right. left the mayor's away. lips, Cindy Lou began to shake her enormous white butt <laughs> and moaned, Oh, yes, Madam Mayor, spank me harder. Make my butt cheeks dark red. <laughs> oh, my God. Dark, dark red. red. Busting capillaries. As Martha May looked at her wiggling bottom, she began to slap the right cheek harder and harder, causing the pale white hoop oh. flesh to turn redder and redder. Oh, no. Uh, <laughs> let's <laughs> stop there. Let's stop there? Is that the end of the story? More. No, less. there's more. How did, any of, how did this solve the Grinch problem? <laughs> Yeah, they're like, we're going to figure this out. And then they just start this spanking a, their it's, cracks in their... <laughs> the Grinch is actually not mentioned again after that first paragraph. <laughs> the whole, that whole paragraph set up a uh, like a plot point that was then promptly ignored just to focus heavy on big butt spanking. Oh, no, sorry. The, the Grinch is mentioned again. Cindy Lou came into the office and the mayor said, Cindy Lou, I have a very important mission I need you to do. I need you to climb up Mount Crumpet and ask the Grinch if she will stop pounding her tasty looking massive triple G cupped breasts on the ground, <laughs> causing snow to flood into our village. And if she says no, you got to do whatever it takes to change her mind. That sounded like a branded thing or something like her, like Toyota Tacoma or something. Yeah. <laughs> It's like perfectly how like a 13 year old thinks of boobs. Triple G cupped. Okay. <laughs> All right. If you say so. Let's be done with that. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Um, I give her. Hurts. Yeah. I got makes... acid reflux again from that. I've... <laughs> My problems are back now. You want to see the... uh, she fat boobs avatar? Yeah. Sure. Yeah, sure. sure. Fuck. All right. Fine. I've seen worse. I bet. Probably. Oh, <laughs> yeah. No, I, I have not seen worse. Yeah. That <laughs> checks out. My favorite kind of fanfic is. F I don't even. Oh, I don't even know what that is. I'm afraid to say it. <laughs> Muscular, pregnant, any kind of growing transformation, incest. All of my stories have something of this in them. I write only one chapter stories, save for one. It says they've written 82. Oh. A lot of free time. Harry Potter, My Little Pony, Bones. Top three right off the bat. Yeah, we got to get away from this person. Yeah. I feel like we're brushing up with the devil here and it makes me uncomfortable. Well, I sure hope you don't hear this episode, uh, sir or madam, lest you come spank my big jiggly butt. <laughs> You're going to be cherry red. I'm, I'm deep red. Candy apple red. All right. That's sick. I feel like I'm going to throw up. What else you got? What else you got for Christmas <laughs> yeah. time? Dad. Oh, any eggnog fan can't fiction? call me dad after that one. That's weird. I don't even I don't even at least I didn't say daddy. And also, I don't even want to go down the road of eggnog fan fiction. <laughs> I can uh, God only knows. I need a palate cleanser. You got something sweet? How about something for the kids? <laughs> yeah, I'm sure the kids stuck it out through that one. <laughs> we'll be right back with one for the, the tykes. After this, we'll, we'll be right back with more Christmas fan fiction. We're back with more. If you could stomach that one. Then you better just stick around for the long haul, I guess. 
It's Christmas, folks. Let's see. What good news? What do you got? What's next? Is there like an Indian holiday in December? Like around, you know, no, around Christmas time. No, nothing <laughs> no. at all. Okay. New Year's. Yeah, we got our own New Year. All right. Keeping it close to the vest. <laughs> all right. Fine. Read something Christmassy then. Our Indian New Year's in April, though. So what the hell? What year is it there? Uh, two. <laughs> Shut, shut up, dude. Well, they they just started last year. <laughs> yeah, like, wait, we better come up with a calendar. It's getting hard to figure out what's when is what. Actually, it was kind of a problem when I was growing up. The year that I found out about Christmas is also the year that I found out that everyone was getting presents but me. And I was like, what the hell? I ain't getting presents. I asked my parents about it. I'm like, does Santa come? Santa and my parents are like Santa doesn't come to visit brown kids, basically. Damn, they didn't even tell you Santa wasn't real. They just told and you he was real and didn't I like cried, you. I cried and I cried. And then on Christmas, lo and behold, there was a tree and presents. And my parents told me that That's pretty sweet. Ganesha flew down and dropped the presents off himself. And I was like, what? That's pretty cool. Ganesha heard you crying like a bitch and said, I better give this kid a <laughs> yeah. fucking. Like a Tonka truck or something. Yeah. What'd you get? I don't remember. Oh, wasted on you. All right. <laughs> Fine. Well, that's a really pleasant Christmas story. What's next? This one's one for the kids. Yep. That's I remember. It's called a frosty reunion rated E for everyone. Thankfully. Take it easy this time around. This looks a little boring. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Let's take it. Does it get any frosties rated M for mature? NC 17. No children under 17. Oh, yeah. I wanted a frosty with like a hot melt. You know, he was like melting. Yeah. Got something sexy with frosty in it. Rated M for mature. All right. What's it called? All right. I got one. This one is called uh, Frosty the Snowman Fucks Homer Simpson. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. Bye. Juicy dick hugger. Wow. Okay. Well, hey, you know, you can't I can't complain. He's he's pretty honest about what's coming up. Okay. Let's hear it. It was Christmas and Homer was desperately searching for all the family other than his grandfather. You mean his father? Probably, probably. His father. Anyway, Homer got wet in the store, found all the gifts he needed. Marge got a new dress, Bart got a BB gun, Lisa a new book, Maggie a new pacifier. He bought all the gifts, covered individually with a teenager by hand. I don't know what that means. <laughs> I don't know if by uh, somebody, this somebody learning I, English. Yeah, I don't know if I can read this because it's not nah, power through. All it's right. going to be good. I will go here. I want to hear Frosty fuck Homer Simpson. OK, I want this to be the last <laughs> thing that my name is on. In I will go here. Finally, Homer cried. He hurried to the streetcar. When Homer was attacking the ice-covered road, it was snowing and freezing. Car. He began to lose control, but his car slid down the road. Mr. Plow. Into a, a utility pole, and his penis shook violently. <laughs> Whoa. Sorry. <laughs> Man, you know wow. when you hit a pole dead on, <laughs> just like right at the right speed? That your penis just goes haywire? Yeah. His car mm -hmm. was destroyed, and now Homer is cold. He left the car and found a snowman with a magical hat. What's this? I'm going to fuck this guy. <laughs> Homer asked. <laughs> or I'm going to get fucked by this guy. Maybe a little bit of both. Suddenly, the snowman came alive. That was a snowman's frost. Yes, Christmas legendary savior <laughs> Frosty. The frost was alive. He was there. Hello, Homer. 
I'm happy to see you on this wonderful day. Man, imagine you like barely have the handle on a language and the first thing you do with it is pump this out. You gotta, <laughs> hey, if you have a story to tell, you have to tell your story, you know? Props. I'm 200 days into Spanish Duolingo. I think I can start doing some fan fictions. Uh, who are you, my friend? I am Freeze the Snowman, he replied. <laughs> yes, I am shooting in your form. At that time, Homer had dropped the semen with a cry of snow, and oh. he noticed the 11-inch frosty hard ice penis. It seemed like a fire hose that was cold for a long time. This could be AI. And be. a woman in rural areas decided to have sex with it. Homer learned... I think AI would be better than this. Homer learned what Snowman wanted and immediately dropped his pants. Frosty pierced Homer's huge anus in his cooking. So oh. Homer bent and spread the yellow shade. <laughs> Sorry. That, I'm gonna, that's I'm gonna, poetic. It is. I'm going to describe sex that way for the rest of my life. Mr. Homer said, oh, God, that is a very good thing. I will be more freezing. <laughs> wow. Damn. Talk dirty, Homer. And Frosty replied, I am come. I am a Homer, Frosty said. When a hot dog man filled a brutal man mustard and barrel, his cock started melting the cold death gallon of Homer's intestines. Excuse me? This is the most confusing and I think the dirtiest thing I've ever heard. Yeah. But it's resonating. <laughs> According to Homer, it was a very good result. However, before Frosty crashed, Homer woke up. It was a dream. And oh, it was actually Christmas morning. Yes. Oh. I had a wonderful morning. I decided to join Mo too. But Grandpa was not there. Homer did not invite him. Homer survived his life. I'm interested about the anti-grandpa subtext that's kind of teeming throughout yeah. this story. <laughs> it's kind of unspoken a problem with grandpa. Goes on at length like this. Well, Classic Homer Simpson is my grandfather, and I will not see his family again. You need a gift for Homer's shop. His new weapon book reached the magic of the bus. When was he young? I'm losing, I'm losing track. Yeah, I'm losing, I'm let's I'm off the track stop here. there. Wow. Huh. A for effort. I can't deny the author's enthusiasm. Wowza. Again, just something to be something to be ashamed of. Intestines was uh, visceral. He melted his intestines with his big piercing frosty dick. <laughs> you know, just your usual dream scenario. So I feel like right now all the listeners are probably really into the Christmas spirit. <laughs> so like, what do we have next? Are we trying, we're trying to, we're trying to shed as many listeners as possible before the break. Is that what we're doing here? Yeah. Okay. Or funnel, if you like what you're hearing, go to patreon.com slash let's stop there. We do have an embarrassing amount of similar content on patreon.com. So, hey, could be yours for $5 a month. More of this. If we got more, what's going on? You got something? Can we really do something that's maybe, uh, the first one was not dirty, but it was fun. Mm -hmm. I'm thinking something more along those lines. All right. What do we got in the way of uh, heat miser? Who? Ooh, heat miser or um, who? Jack Frost. Heat miser. You ever heard of it? Oh, or um, uh, the boy in his drum, the little parumpa pum pum. Yeah, type in parumpa pum pum. See what we get. I bet we're gonna get some parumpa pum cum. Are we gonna take a break, or you just want to plow through? Is Jack Frost a movie or what? 
He's just a character in the common Christmas lore. A movie. You know who Jack Frost is. Is he not Frosty? No, he's not Frosty. You're thinking of the Michael Keaton movie, Jack Frost? I'm talking about the classic Jack Frost. Comes Jack nipping Frost at is, your nose. Yeah, he's like the god of winter. Yeah, he's a god. Okay. You know, I was thinking about Michael Keaton. You got any Michael Keaton fanfics? Do we have any Jack Frost the movie fanfics? Fifty Shades of Frost. All right, that's just this. You know what we're going to get with that. I can't do more snowman fucking. Jack off Frost? No. Give me something. Give me something good. Give me something for the kids. The kids are still listening and they're begging for something normal. <laughs> normal. <laughs> Please. 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 Please let us listen to something normal. Change it. Do something normal before child services takes away the parents of these kids who've put this episode on. Probably would. How does that make you feel to know that we are saying stuff into a microphone that would probably get a child taken away from a parent if they heard it? I'm kind of flabbergasted that you're a 34-year-old man who doesn't know the concept of Jack Frost. Yeah, it kind of makes me question like everything about you. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if you're ready for, <laughs> for fatherhood now that you say that. Now, not, I didn't doubt it until right now. If my kid comes home and he asks, Pa, who's Jack Frost? I'll send him right to your house. How about that? That's fine. That's good because he I'll, lives I'll right across the street. I'll tell him what he needs to know. I'll give you the stuff your dad won't tell you about Jack Frost. He's going to tell you it's a movie with Michael Keaton. He's full of shit. Is your son going to call us uncles or is he going to call us by our first names? He's got to call you uncle, right? Yeah, uncle. Show some respect. Show some respect for your elders. For the life of me, I can't find anything Jack Frost All right, forget related. forget Jack Frost. What else is Christmas related? The Coca-Cola bears. <laughs> There's a poll. Oh, that's a good one. What? Coca-Cola. Bear. Always this one's called uh, Pepsi Man versus the Polar Bear. All oh. right. All I'm right. In. I don't know who Pepsi Man is, but I'm rooting for him. The frigid and frosty air calmly blew through a small town in northern Nunavut, pushing off a few of the needles on the Christmas tree at the center of the town. The fairy lights wrapped around it, twinkled all while dusk came to a close, and the northern lights danced around the sky during the perpetual darkness which brought winter with it. In this small village, there was nothing much of interest aside from the northernmost Coca-Cola bottling plant. Ooh. No historical landmarks, no major tourist attractions. The town was isolated with only a few cell phone towers and roads blanketed in snow seen in the distance. There were rumors among citizens, however, about a downed fighter jet nearby the town. A child dressed in his warmest clothes trudged through the snow, taking in deep breaths below the scarf which covered his face. Another kid followed behind him. The first kid stopped in the snow suddenly, pulled down a scarf and squinted, staring off into the distance. Have you found it yet? No, it's too dark to see anything. He pulled his scarf up and turned around, crunching the snow beneath the sole of his boot. The freezing air nipped at any of his exposed skin. Maybe we could try tomorrow. Tomorrow? Did you not read the newspaper? Well, mine was wet when it got to my house, so I couldn't read it. It's going to be snowing all day. It's already 86 centimeters of snow right now, and we could be getting a meter more tomorrow. Uh, Sounds like a lot. You follow, Austin? No, I don't know. How much is that? Well, what's the problem with that? Well, my parents will make me keep shoveling until my dad gets back from the Coca-Cola bottling place. We should head back anyway before it gets too late. Child who had been wandering in the snow with his friend now stood by a windowsill, placing a candle atop it. He stared through the glass plane, frosted with ice, yonder at the Coca-Cola factory. I want to hear that song. It's like... 
Can we get that in the background, that beautiful Christmas chorus? That's what I'm feeling right now. When's dad gonna be back tonight, Ma? The boy's mother glanced at him, then outside. She gave a warm smile. Well, because Christmas is coming up, he's gonna be very busy working there. Remember, people have big dinners. They need plenty of Coca-Cola to go around. I need a three liter of Coca-Cola per person at my Christmas dinner. Coca-Cola does not sell three liters. Come on. They used to. Back in my America, before the liberals got in control of everything, fucking cancel culture. It's the price of being woke, huh? Stuck with two liters. <laughs> I don't even see two liters anymore. I don't even see You know, they're only making one liters these days. I think I'm drinking one liter of Coca-Cola. That's Obama's America, baby. One liter Cokes. At my Christmas table, no way. Do you drink Coca-Cola often? Never. I got one right here. Oh wow, my God, he you does. really do. That's a zero, though, which is a slightly better. If you, like, I maybe just have one, uh, maybe, like, maybe four a year, and they, if you space them out, they burn real bad. Well, if that's the case, <laughs> can I go out with John? You were with him earlier today. Surely you're tired out by now. Well, he's not. Well, how do you know, inquired the mom. John Pemberton, who we met earlier in the story, left his house without the knowledge of his parents. <laughs> oh, interesting little flourish by the author carrying a flashlight he'd make it through the eternal darkness which winter brought on it would be incredibly challenging however a night was finally there it was even colder he shivered beneath three coats five shirts two layers of socks three pants and boots the you guys and- like you guys like being that layered up i i nah. not to be but if i had to i guess i would but no nah, i don't like that i don't even like wearing long johns sweats my plums Yep. Ugh. Yikes. Gets wet down there. Get little tropics. Gotta wring them out when you're done, huh? All that pl- plum juice. Just I gotta buy out. some new long johns. After a winter season, my johns are they're ready to be buried in the ground. <laughs> <laughs> I need some fresh ones. I just bought some winter boots. It's about time I complete the fit. Get my long johns. I gotta I'm gotta get a scarf. They got fur? I need the the boots? Yes. Yeah, they got fur. Really? They're warm. Oh, you're You'll pull it off. What brand? I don't know. I, I went on wire cutter and looked Sketcher. up the best boots and bought the top one. I'm not Sketcher boots. I'm a psychopath. Sketcher boots. Ew, dude. Don't <laughs> yeah, dog him the, like that. I got the Sketcher winter boots. <laughs> I got Vans winter boots. Perfect for skating. No, I don't know. I got, I don't, it's, it doesn't snow that much here. I'm probably only going to need to wear them like maybe five days out of the winter, but when it's cold and rainy, you're going to be wearing those boots. I'll be wearing some boots, dude. All right. Well, hey, glad I feel I feel confident now in my purchase. Maybe struggled to say, John, if I point my flashlight up at the snow and the snow might melt. So John did that. But it just so happened the flashlight slipped from his hands and began to roll through the snow. That's oh, no. Cried boy. He can't cut it. He can't cut it in this climate. He tumbled, but kept his eyes in the shining beam of light. The flashlight stopped rolling and seemingly disappeared as if it was dropped into a pit. John continued to crawl forward on all fours across a blanket of snow, reaching a hole dug into the ground. He peered his head into the hole. And if he I'm gets, ever crawling on all fours, just put me down, dude. I'm, I've snow. Something has gone wrong. If I'm, if I'm ever on all fours ever, even just for 10 seconds, kill me. You don't want to die naked and you don't want to be on all fours. What if you found yourself naked on all fours crawling around? I deserve, I don't deserve respect or a family. Being chased by something like an animal. If I, if I, if you ever find me naked on all fours, you got to put me in a cage and keep me there. (laughs) 
I don't deserve life. He, his face lit up and he began <laughs> to move. It can't, can't be me. I can't be me in that position. No way. No how. I'll deny it or I'll die. <laughs> I've seen you on all fours, dude. And when you fell that one time. Oh, I have two. Uh, which time? I've fallen a few times. <laughs> Wait, when which you, one when you were wearing a full suit. Oh, that was a good fall. At my that wedding? That fall. That was funny. Yeah, that was at Shane's wedding. I fell in a suit. And I like a light colored suit, which is even worse. Pretty embarrassing to be on all fours in a full suit. <laughs> Was I on all fours? Well, you had to get up, didn't you? I was on knees. Yeah, I guess, you know what? I, I guess maybe I was on fours. That one, and my I've had some embarrassing falls in my life. That one is low on the embarrassment scale, mostly because it was really funny that I was wearing a suit. Even in the moment, I was like, I fell so slowly that I was like, whoa! <laughs> like, I was like laughing on the way down. I was like, I'm falling in a suit. I, could, I fell so slowly that I could appreciate it as it was happening. I've fallen before where it's like, I fell in the subway once. Oh, my Lord. Talk oh, about yeah. Embarrassing. I fell going up the stairs at Times Square Station. Then a guy came over and was like, are you all right? And I laughed in his face. <laughs> and I was like, ha, ha, ha. I looked like a fucking psychopath. I was like, I'm fine. And I got up and ran. How embarrassing. I'm bad at falling. Don't like falling. Don't like looking like that. This is a really long story. Well, yeah, I was about um, to we're, say. We're in it now. It does feel long. We haven't met the Pepsi man. Can you yada yada till the Pepsi man shows I'm up or what? Skip forward. How many? How long is it? John Did you do any- Pemberton limped into the town. His bleeding wounds illuminated by street lights and the Christmas tree in town square. He panted, spitting out blood, which was left Damn. to sit and bubble in his mouth as he dashed through the snow in order to escape the predator he had mistakenly awakened. Wait, it what? was too late, however, and his attempts to flee were nothing but futile. A monstrous polar bear irradiated by the nuke which the jet had crashed with marched toward the boy holy shit leaky nuke nuked out bears up there it remained completely silent blinking a few times and attempting to shake off the icicles permanently attached to it eventually the bear caught up to the boy and swiped at him with his paw hey now watch it John fell forward and looked up at his assailant he knew that polar bears were deadly he'd known it since he was three he knew Smart he kid. knew he could not outrun a polar bear. So, John was ready to die. <laughs> me the second my knees and hands hit the ground. <laughs> Take me, Lord. It's over. But he wouldn't just yet. A man threw a glass Coca-Cola bottle from the Coca-Cola factory at the polar bear. <gasps> Whoa, the bear shit. remained unaffected. Its icy and mutated coat shielding it from such blows. It simply proceeded to bite onto John's neck and devour him until there are only bones left. Oh, wait, John's dead? <laughs> yeah. He's a kid. Yeah. He's got wow, this, this story goes hard, man. And what the then fuck? the bear went, ambled on over to the Coca-Cola factory. It broke into the factory and slaughtered every single human in there. Wow. And worst of all, it consumed every single liter of Coca-Cola within the oh, factory. Oh, no. What about Christmas dinner? The one liters, the two liters, even the three liters? Could you imagine a four liter Coca-Cola? That's like looking in the face of God. That would come in like a cube. You wouldn't even be able to take that. Yeah, it'd be like a a Franzia, like a wine cube. (laughs) It's a cube of Coke, and when they sell to you, they make you say the Pledge of Allegiance. (laughs) A cooked goose for everyone. And a cube of Coke. The most powerful predator on planet Earth was created through the Coca-Cola coursing through its veins. The polar bear's radioactivity mixed with the soda resulted in it growing larger and larger until it burst out the factory. Police officers were... Big old watermelon bowl. (laughs) (laughs) See, that kind of stuff sticks with you. Police officers who were prepared to take down the beast now cowered in fear. 
some opening fire at the eight-meter-tall bear. The bear brought itself on its hind legs and threw itself down, crushing everyone who wasn't hiding within their homes. How big is eight meters? Is that an awful Uh, size for a bear? 24 feet. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's fucking big. All right, never mind. That's pretty big. So he just did like like a ground smash, like a Pokemon move. Yeah, dude. He Hulk smashed it. Well... There's a, lot of, that there's, a, there's a lot of chapters. Skip, well, how, why'd you start this one? <laughs> I don't know, but let's stop there. That's all we get. No, there's got to be a resolution. Just read the end. What happens Did, at the very end? Read the description of Pepsi Man. Where's Pepsi Man? You can't say Pepsi Man and then not read anything about him. All right, hold on. Hold on. I bet he's like a dude who's like really suntanned. He's got like oh, a yeah. cowboy hat, a six-shooter. Wow, okay. We were, I was thinking something way different. I was thinking like RoboCop, but covered in Pepsi logos. I'm thinking like an old time. like it's just a man who drank a Pepsi and transformed into Pepsi Man. Well, tell us about him, all right? His name is Mike. He's from oh. Chicago. <laughs> hey, regular Mike. Chicago had a defender. For 9,000 years, I've been alive. And this day out of those 9,000 years, I'll, this will be, the, will be the day I finally do as a space ranger should. Pepsi Man. This- this is Mike yep. from Chicago. Yeah, okay. and he chugged a bottle of Pepsi. Was anybody 9,000 years ago named Mike? No, this is in the future 9,000 years. What? Well, shit. Now you just blew my mind. This polar bear is rooting around Chicago, and then they fight in the streets. Yada, yada, yada. I don't want to hear the fight. We're already, you keep, you know, at this point, you might as well just commit. Let's stop. Oh, he's no! done. Let's keep going. How does it end? All right, hold on. I'm, I'm scrolling and scrolling and I'm not finding the last page. <laughs> this is practice for when you have a kid and they keep telling you do it again, do it again. Yeah, you, are you going to drop a let's stop there when you're in the middle of a kid's book you don't like? You're going to have to finish it. See it through dude. Pepsi man shoved his hand into the agape jaws of the polar bear moving through the Coca-Cola sir. He winced feeling this inferior soft drink burn his arm. Pepsi Man felt around and identified what he was looking for, sinking his aluminum fingers deep into the fleshy protrusion and feeling the blood ooze out. Aluminum fingers? So he's like like a living Pepsi can? Yes. Yeah, he's got like the power of the can. Shit. This is pretty cool. Honestly, I wish you'd read this whole story. Pepsi Man then proceeded to rip out the tongue of his enemy. The polar bear stopped attacking, only to then spit out blood into Pepsi Man's eyes (sighs) and escape, galloping off toward New Burn. Pepsi Man That's caught Pepsi the, Man's jurisdiction. Pepsi Man caught the bear by the tail, began to drag him back into the forest. The polar bear roared and fought for control of his own body. Hey, that's a hard grab. Polar bears famously small tails. Yeah. This little, little puff balls. After the struggles subsided, Pepsi Man began to twirl the polar bear around. Oh, hell yeah. Get ready to fly. He's doing tricks. Pepsi Man threw some Mentos, which he had been hiding in his hand. <laughs> and what? what Oh, he's going to the bear's open mouth. Pepsi Man released his grip on the bear, and due to the Coke and Mentos mixing, it was shot up into the air. However, Pepsi Man realized something. He looked at the town, then looked back up at the polar bear. As soon as it landed, it would crush the whole town. Oh, God. He needed to do something. And then Pepsi Man realized Chicago, New Bern, houses were lost, but Pepsi Man lost nothing but a battle. It was only fair that he gave something up to help others. So Pepsi Man levitated using his Pepsium ray and shot off into the air. The polar bear was so high up in the atmosphere that it had been cooked alive by flames and was nothing Holy but hell. a mess of well-done guts. Pepsi Man caught all that remained of the bear and rocketed back down to New Bern, landing on his house. The 
Christmas Eve dinner, the Pepsi decorated Christmas tree, all reduced to ash as Pepsi Man dropped the polar bear's carcass on his own home. Oh, he wow. sighed and sacrifice. transformed back into his old, old self, staring up at the mammoth body of the bear in his now destroyed house. There were no casualties during the Battle of New Bern, and the people of the town exited their homes to congratulate the great hero who was Pepsi Man. Kelsey Cotter left her motel room along with the Chicago refugees, and they all realized that Pepsi Man really could be a hero. The threat of the polar bear was now vanquished, and Pepsi Man could rest for the holidays, except he had no home. Oh, huh. well, someone will take him in. See, aren't you glad we pushed you to read this? Yeah. Now I know. Now I know what happened. Man, that poor kid got devoured. I thought he was going to be like the main character. Pepsi Man, that, that story goes hard, dude. I'm a fan. I'd like to see a, maybe that a hit the big screen at some point. Thomas Hayden Church as Pepsi Man. Paul Giamatti as the bear. Well, sideways Ooh. reunion. Uh, are we, you got more? Is there more? Are we done? Let's take a break and come back and we'll, uh, we'll do one just to round it out. What little one? A little cherry on top? All right. You got it, boss. You got it, boss. You got it, boss. Be right back, boss. All right, here we go. This is the end of our precious Christmas episode. Christmas fan fiction. Ganesh, what are we taking this thing out on? Huh? This is a X-Men fan <laughs> oh. fiction called A Wish on Christmas Eve. Oh, hell yeah. Okay. This one sounds wholesome. I want to get the X-Men theme song in here. By Elizabeth Kendry. It's a good song. It's real good. It should be the national anthem, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Imagine hearing that before every sporting event. I get so ramped. I'd join the military if that was a national anthem. <laughs> I'd be so pumped for America if I heard the X-Man theme song every morning when I woke up. When it does that, like, oh my God. Yeah. My heart's racing for sure. Logan. He heard his name being uttered and he turned toward the source of the voice. There she was. Marie. He smiled slightly to himself as he met her eyes. Yeah, what is it, kid? We're finally getting the Ganesh Sarma Wolverine. Oh, it's about time after five years. I will, this is worth noting here. I, don't, we even, I, I forgot to mention this. This month is the five-year anniversary of this podcast. This is going to be the episode out on the five-year anniversary. Damn. So yeah, it took us this long to get the Wolverine, and it sounds good. Five years. How do you feel, how do you feel about five years of the podcast? How old are we? That's like five years. We were in our 20s. We were in our late 20s. Now we're in our mid-30s. That's like a sixth of our life, seventh of our life. That's a big chunk of our lives to be doing this. Mm -hmm. And there's all, it's more of that came from. No end in sight. It's all gas, no brakes, baby. No end in sight. Yeah, we can do this forever. (laughs) I don't care. Fuck it. Yeah, sure. I'll be a 70-year-old man. They say that podcasts hit their stride after year five. That's what they say. It gets better. They said that in podcasts for dummies that we read. Mm-hmm. It said you got to do it for 20 years before you see any return. Mm, that's right. If you're not successful yet, keep going. Yeah, we got the time. Well, we got the time. We did. I don't know if we will. Ganesh does not have the time, but we're going to make him do it anyway. I got the time. He's got the time, folks. Got the time. That kid can wait two hours while daddy reads smut to his friends. <laughs> Come on. He got the time. Hey, I got the time. 
Yeah, what is it, kid? Why do you keep calling her kid? He knew she hated it, but she loved it as well. Marie, that is Rogue, I think. Okay. Pro- probably. It's Marie Calendar. Rogue, born Marie de Oncado. Marie Le Pen is a rogue. <laughs> so gross. Where'd she go? Ah, uh, hell. Good. Can I ask you something? She inquired as she walked across the cold loft floor and sat down in front of the fireplace. You already asked me something, he said with a grin on his face. He let his eyes slide over her body as she sat down on the slightly warm rug. Damn, what? Wolverine gonna fuck rogue? She had grown. She had become a woman. I thought it was gonna be a nice Christmas story. During the time she had been staying at the Institute, which was mostly known as Mutant High. He couldn't help but admire her. She was definitely one of a kind. Just her powers alone were enough to captivate him in a way. He'd Aren't always... they all one of a kind? They're X-Men. Yeah, right. They, they, all don't have... make, they, don't, they don't make them like that. In a way, he had always liked danger. And she screamed danger. Her skin was her gift, but to her, it was also a curse. What's Rogue's power? She takes other people's power? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. She was sure she'd never be able to control her powers. She was sure that she'd never be able to get close to anyone. He could see that it tore her apart. Logan, can you be serious for a minute? She exclaimed as she lay down on the rug and stared up at the ceiling. He walked over to the fireplace and stood beside her and stared into the newly lit fire. He patiently waited for her question. He felt that she was battling herself like there was something she was afraid to ask. Logan, do you think Santa is a mutant? She weakly asked. He oh, turned yeah. toward her in wonder. What kind yeah, of question? He's on, and he's on Magneto's side. What kind of question was that? He sighed and ran his hand through his hair before he sat down beside her, taking her small gloved hand in his big hand. Do you think he is Marie? He met her eyes. I don't know. I don't know what to think anymore. There's definitely something different about him, right? Would be, it would be funny if Marvel introduced Santa as like a real character. They do that with everything else. Why not Santa? They got all these other mythical creatures in it they should be like santa x-men john travolta is santa, santa. santa. <laughs> i mean he's beyond being a normal human well i believe santa or whoever he is is whatever you want him to be marie well if he is a mutant what powers does he have she stared into his eyes as he slowly pulled her gloves off well Pretty obvious getting around the world really quick squeezing down chimneys no, not just that. All the presents come from his body. That's right. He, he grows them. Well, he grants wishes, right? Maybe his powers have something to do with that. Santa doesn't grant wishes. He's thinking of the genie. Yeah, Santa doesn't. He's not in the wishing business. He he keeps a list. He checks it twice. I will say Santa is generous, but he's all it's all material for him. It's all it's it's gifts. OK, it's goods. You can't ask Santa to cure your cancer. He can't do that, but he can give you an Xbox. <laughs> That's what he can do for you. Or a wakeboard. Yeah, Santa, I want a wakeboard. He could pop it out of him. Just grows right out of his uh, belly. That's right. On Christmas Eve, at late at night, if you hear somebody in the living room uh, groaning and grunting, that's just Santa popping his wake- your wakeboard out. <laughs> Who's that struggling in my living room? Or maybe he lays, oh, he lays egg. A little wakeboard egg. It's more of a soft. Me- it's a soft membrane. 
not really an egg, a traditional egg. It's like the eggs the humans are inside in the Matrix. Yeah. Except it's wakeboards and Xboxes. Every time Santa, yeah. every time Santa <laughs> squeezes down the chimney, he pushes real hard, and then his uh, liquid comes out like a woman's water breaking all over the floor. <laughs> that's why. That's why you never ask Santa for uh, perishables. <laughs> because they always are a little funky yeah (laughs) they don't keep he's gross that santa you're not like santa i want some unwrapped peppermint patties (laughs) santa can i get some vidalia onions (laughs) he's like oh that's gonna hurt it's not gonna feel too good coming out or going in santa's onions coming up he's like he's like wakeboards fine truck decals fine vidalias oh they get me and if, if yeah. you ask Santa for something you don't want, he just gives you, he's like, hey, you'll do, you'll deal with a wakeboard. Okay. <laughs> you'll learn to wakeboard. Logan answered as he brought her bare hands up to his lips and let his lips brush against her pale skin. She wanted to cry out as she felt his lips against her skin. She wanted him. He teased her. Whimper escaped. This fucking disgusting. A whimper escaped her lips as she closed her eyes. She bit her lower lip to keep from moaning. He knew how sensitive she was to his touch. Permanently talking in the and twins voice. (laughs) Yeah, sick, dude. She felt her body quiver under his touches. He let out one of his hands come to rest. I thought you were going to say a huge, like, fart. Come to rest on her silk-covered stomach just below her navel. You believe in Santa, Marie, don't you? You believe he'll give you what you wish for? He asked as she opened her eyes. She's like, yeah, anything but perishables. (laughs) Yes, I do believe. I want some of Santa's wet onions. She whispered. He lay down beside her and looked at her and let his hand turn her face back to him. He let his lips brush against hers. His tongue sneaked out from between his lips and traced (laughs) hers teasingly. Oh, God. Make a wish, Marie. He whispered as he deepened the kiss, being sure to pull away just as her powers started working. He stared into her eyes and she saw everything she ever wanted in his eyes. She closed her eyes and took a deep breath and made a wish. Someone had once told her that if you just believe, Santa would receive your Christmas wish. Now somewhere on the North Pole, a lone character sat as if in a trance. The strength of the wish he received from a girl near New York City almost knocked him over. Santa sitting there levitating like a fucking like Luke Skywalker in The Last Jedi. Never before had he felt such power surge through for a wish. Never before had he felt such a power come from the words I believe. Damn, that's two wakeboards for the girl uh, in Westchester. I feel some wakeboards. He brewing. focused on the girl. He felt everything she longed for, everything she deserved and more. He wanted that to help her, and he would. Logan looked at the young woman lying on the floor beside him. He loved her with every fiber of his being. He knew that she felt the same way, and it warmed him. And somehow he knew that she would get her wish fulfilled. The end. end. I'm not sure why that had to be the (laughs) X-Men, but okay. I think they just wanted to write something with Wolverine, but then they... Also, maybe it was Christmas time. That's my favorite part about fan fiction is they're like, I want to write something about the X-Men and they write a story completely unrelated to anything having to do with the capabilities of the X-Men. They're just two people. Okay, great. Big sopping wakeboards for the both of you. Covered in Santa's goo. 
Well, that's how it resists the water. It's how you get some big air. <laughs> yep, that's right. He makes the best wake ports. All right, is that it? Yeah. Yeah, I guess that's that's, that's it. it for uh, a bit. That's it for that's it for the pre-parent version of Ganesh Sarma. The pre-dad. I'm gonna come back a more mature man. Yeah, you think? Once you send me and Austin out on vacation, you're gonna have a hell of a time raining us back. That's right. We're gonna be absolutely unmanageable. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. He'll have a lot of experience by that point of getting people in line and following orders. So look, you you raised this show. That's true. You're like our five, dad to a five year old. You're like our yeah. If you have a five year old show and two unmanageable toddlers that you have drag along for the ride, you've done good. Well, yeah, that's toddlers, toddlers that will text an hour before showtime to say our tummy hurts and we can't record that night. Yeah, I have, or thirty <laughs> seconds before showtime saying I'm I'm making a big one right now. It's gonna I'll be there in fifteen. <laughs> I'm making a mud pie. Yep, that's exact words from the chat. Okay, yeah, that's it. That's it. Next time you, I wonder. I'm not gonna. We're not gonna hold this to a calendar here, but I wonder when we're gonna come back. Hopefully, in a, I a, think next it's not January. unrealistic to think that we'll be back in January. Two weeks. Oh, January. Okay, <laughs> January is fine. Or works well for me. I'll be here, ready and raring to go. We'll see. All right. That's it. That's it. Congratulations to Ganesh Thank and you. Kathleen on their baby. I think a standing ovation. Yeah. Is Bring out the horns. Bring, Bring out, out the band. Strike up the band, folks. He did it. I did it. He did it. He done good. It's not just any band. It's Bon Jovi. Oh, that's Bon Jovi. We got the rights. Holy shit. All right. We got the rights. He signed away the rights. And he's joined by his famous sidekick, the clapping, barking seal. You hear that? Beautiful. Oh, and here come the walking and typing hackers. <laughs> they are not happy. No podcast this month. There's nothing to happen. Oh, <laughs> uh, the hackers are mad, but it's fine. Santa's gonna pop a wakeboard out right now. Oh, there it is. There, there it comes. There goes Santa's wet egg. Ah, let's close the door on those folks. It's been a good one. It's been a good five. Good five years. years. Here's to another five years. Here's to another fifty years. Here's to ten more babies. <laughs> Here's the let's stop there. That's it, folks. Thanks for listening. Thanks to Chris Linquist for our art. Thanks to Morris Fries for our music. Thanks to you for checking us out and sticking through all that disgusting shit we said for the last hour. You can give us a phone call, 567-309-0357. Leave us a voicemail. We'll play it on the show. You can visit our website, letstopthere.com. You can join our Patreon, $5 a month, patreon.com slash let's stop there. We got a whole freaking bunch of episodes in the tank for you to check out if you haven't heard them rate and review subscribe you know what we went on spotify today and it said that a lot of our listeners aren't even subscribed what are you guys doing hit subscribe subscribe to the show you can get alerted when the show happens can you just give me the approving nod of a father he likes it yeah i like what i see boy took five years but you're finally promoting the show it's about time after this one, I don't know. If you want to subscribe after this one, then Smooth Salem. The rest of them are certainly more palatable. Um, That's it. Anything else? Did I miss anything, Ganesh? You got anything for me to say here? No. Thanks. All right. That's it. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Happy Holidays. Have a good one. We'll catch you next year. Happy here. birthday. Happy birthday to uh, Sun. The podcast's son. The official son of podcast. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.